the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> He's all of those. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. Seth, good morning. Good morning. And there's been a lot of discussion at our Liberty and Prosperity breakfast there every Saturday morning, 930 to 1030. And everyone's welcome to share an opinion. Just pay for your own breakfast. And if you're listening to uh, on Saturday, it's this morning. If you're listening on Sunday, you know, come next week. But a lot of us in that discussion are getting beyond Biden. And it may be a big mistake uh, to attack uh, Biden's awful, Biden this, Biden that. Because if you've been following what the what's on Twitter and, and what's on uh, what the left and the Democrats are saying, I think that they're also done with Biden. And uh, we're trying to picture the scenario of what's going to happen when he's replaced. He could easily step down for health. He makes uh, Kamala Harris the first black female president. Uh, and the deal is that she takes office, but she's not going to be the candidate, and it'll be somebody else, uh, like a Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania or even a Michelle Obama. But the danger of attacking Biden, Biden, Biden is that once Biden is gone, uh, then the Democrat will have a clean slate. And uh, I think the Republicans are making a big mistake by not saying, well, Biden is obviously senile. He's obviously not running things. Well, who has been running things during the past two or three years and start identifying how really Barack Obama is really in his third term here because uh, they're all his top people. He's calling all the shots. And the real danger is uh, when the Democrats uh, replace Biden and Kamala Harris, they'll still have all the Obama top people running things with a fresh face. And I think that's the danger of not uh, holding who's really responsible, which is Biden and, the, and this really woke, extreme, radical Democrats. And Biden is just really the, the puppet or the figurehead. But that's that's what we've been talking about for the past two or three weeks at our breakfast. And anyone with a different opinion or wants to add to it is welcome to come. Well, who is running the government? Do you know? Well, um, you know, obviously people are making decisions. You have uh, the border. Somebody decided that uh, 8 million illegals could come into this country and uh, and be given all sorts of benefits. You know, somebody has decided uh, you know, to go to support Iran, uh, to support the Hamas terrorists. Somebody is doing that. It's obviously not Biden. So who is? You know, connect the dots. Uh, who are the top appointees? And I, I think that's the type of stuff that you really should be seeing on, on a network like Fox News to give you the real information instead of the superficial uh, attacks. And, and, of course, that that leads into something else because uh, 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 Jesse Waters, uh, our featured speaker for our Liberty and Prosperity fundraiser, was talked about on Fox, and uh, and Craig Calloway has been national news um, on, on uh, the Epic Times, on uh, Elon Musk tweeted about him. But notice how, how very, very superficial uh, it's almost as if Fox News wants to get mad and blame everything on bad people, uh, but nothing gets done, nothing changes, and then they go on to their next hot-button issue. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff we talk about. Well, it should be lively this morning. <laughs> I, I, I would think so. Uh, but but anyway, let's go back, you know, on the, uh, on, on the Craig Calloway issue, because you could see how both the Democrats and the Fox News Republicans have – 
their their simple uh, explanation why why they make a national story out of Craig Calloway. Well, you know, the Democrats want to say, oh, uh, mail-in ballots are fine. The way we do elections is fine. Uh, we just have these rotten, uh, you know, horrible criminals like Craig Calloway, and he did all these horrible things, and in fact, he was even working for Republicans. So the Democrats have a reason to blame everything on Craig Calloway. And of course, the Republicans, uh, the Jesse Waters thing was, oh, we would have won the election in 2000, but it was just evil people like uh, Craig Calloway, and they, they bring up the criminal cases from 20 years ago that had absolutely nothing to do with um, you know the ballot harvesting that Craig Calloway was doing. But let's look at the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue is that until about 20 or 30 years ago, we had one election day. Uh, People had to register to vote ahead of time. You couldn't register to vote at the last minute. If if you didn't live where you said you lived, you couldn't vote. Um, There there were challengers for both sides before you voted. Everything was public. Now, every kitchen table is a polling place where people, there's no secret ballot. There's all sorts of undue influence going on. And, and by the way, as a lawyer, I learned something very interesting. People are more willing to, to lie by signing a piece of paper than to lie in person in a courtroom. So I noticed that you're much more likely to have uh, fake voting or, or, or fake uh, uh, affidavits when people sign a paper because then they could say, well, I didn't know what I was signing. But if they have to show up in person in front of a judge, I've had many cases where people who were going to lie suddenly said, oh, I I, I really didn't mean that. Uh, And so there's something, there's a benefit to make people, if you want to vote, uh, come to the polls, um, you know, once a year. It's not too much of an obligation. Uh, So you know who's voting and you could see where they live and, and you could look them in the eye and see if they're evasive or not. And that's completely gone for our elections. And Craig Calloway didn't, didn't uh, create this system. This was created over the past 40 or 50 years because the Democrats were unhappy that Ronald Reagan won the election. Uh, they were unhappy that Republicans had big majorities in New Jersey, as hard it is to believe, in California. So the Democrats, for 40, 50 years, they had this campaign to change the way we voted. Uh, and they also uh, opened up the floodgates of the immigration to change so they could su- suddenly change the way w- we elect people. But if you come right down to the whole problem with the mail-in ballots and with the last-minute registration uh, and with the provisional ballots and this whole mess, it, it all comes down to the Democrats you know, made this big lie. They said American democracy was faulty because we had a low voter turnout. We had to increase voter turnout. Now, now, why did you have poor voter turnout? Well, it wasn't poor. It meant that you have about 20% of the population is sick, they're drunk, they're out of it, they don't care, they have personal problems, and, uh, and they were not voting. And it's a good thing that these no motivation, no inf- forget low information voters, you're talking about no information voters. Uh, we couldn't say that we're better off if people who know nothing about the election, care nothing about the election, and are going to vote for whoever the last person who talks to them uh, tells them to vote for. You know, we should not have our country determined by those voters. But yet the Democrats change the system, and, uh, and, it, and most of those people would never go out in person to vote uh, in an election. 
But if someone knocks on their door and comes to their house, uh, they'll sign a piece of paper, especially if, uh, if somebody is giving them money or food or drink or something like that. And you can't supervise it because it's in everybody's house. And, and it's, it's, takes place over a period of three or four weeks. So Craig Calloway didn't, didn't invent the system. He reminds me of someone like a, uh, like a tax attorney who finds a loophole for his client. You know, don't blame the, the, the crooked attorney. Blame the politician who created the loopholes that people take advantage of. But anyway, I think that whoever comes to our event is going uh, to learn a lot more than they know now. It's, it's uh, February 17th. It's this, uh, a week from today. Uh, 9.30 to 10.30 at, uh, at Josie Kelly's in Summers Point. You could send a check to the uh, Liberty and Prosperity office in Summers Point. You could go to the website. Uh, you could pay at the door, although we'd rather know, uh, you know that you're coming in advance. We already have about 40 or 50 paid, so basically half the tickets are, are sold. Uh, we have one person coming up from North Carolina <laughs> who, uh, uh, like a, a political consultant, wants to meet Craig Calloway and learn you know, how he perfected this system. And uh, I think it's going to be an, a very interesting event. Wow. <laughs> You're getting some national publicity out of this. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but meanwhile, and another thing that's uh, very important is uh, I'll be speaking at, at what's called the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Uh, in it, it, They call it uh, Piles Grove Township, but it's in uh, right, right outside of Woodstown. Tuesday night, and uh, if if you can't come, it's, a lot of your listeners you know may be in the area, may want to come. It's on the website libertyandprosperity.com. But we're we're pointing out that to fix you know our immigration problem, uh, fixing the broken border is just a it's a good start, but not nearly enough. And what we need is uh, to undo the damage, and we need systematic mass deportations. I've been saying that for months, but in our website, we have it posted. I'll be giving a speech on Tuesday. But we need a total emergency moratorium on all immigration until we stabilize the current crisis. And there's nothing that Congress could do. This whole nonsense about the, the compromise bill or the bipartisan bill, the executive power, uh, the ability to execute and enforce laws, that's not with Congress. That's with the president. So we need a president who's willing to enforce the law. And if you don't have a president who enforces the law, you either have to elect a different one or you have to impeach the one you have right now. And we have to immediately arrest and detain and deport all foreigners who entered the United States illegally since Trump became president in 2018. Why? You can't, you can't deport 30 or 40 million people at once but you can start the deportation of 8 million. Uh, and that's going to need the full cooperation of law enforcement at the local level, the state level, and we have to prepare to do it. And by the way, someone asked me, well, what about the anchor babies who are born here? Well, uh, what, you, know, you can't amend the Constitution overnight. You can't reverse court decisions overnight. But you can deport the anchor babies with their illegal immigrant parents. I mean, it's hundreds of years of settled family law that if parents are illegal immigrants and they get deported, uh, their kids come with them, whether they're an American citizen or not. And when their children are emancipated 18 years later, then they could go 
petition to come back in, in the United States, and that should be plenty of time for us to fix the problem. Um, we have to repeal the 1965 uh, Lyndon Johnson Ted Kennedy law that that brings in um, you know it increased the immigration the legal immigration by 400 percent. But and anyway, all this stuff is posted at libertyandprosperity.com, and I urge everybody to go have a look at it. Boy, you just keep piling it on. <laughs> And, uh, well, of course, uh, other things uh, going on. Of course, this is Black History Month. And uh, and that raises an interesting thing that we talk about. Uh, like, what is black history? And what is any history? And what is the purpose of learning history? And the obvious answer is we learn from the past what was done in the past. The good, the bad, and the ugly so if you see that people did bad things or stupid things in the past, you learn from their mistakes so you don't repeat them now and you make a better life for yourself. So the whole point of uh, black history is, uh, are you telling the whole truth about you know, what happened to black Americans or, or, or to, to blacks in, in history? And if, and if you're telling the whole truth, you could learn from it. But that's obviously not what black history is all about. Uh, you only hear about, you know, every story that's told in black history, uh, every white person is a villain. You're not told about any of the negative things in black history. I mean, are you ever told about the, you know, the, the, the black Arabs or, or the black uh, or, or the black Africans who sold and captured other blacks into slavery? Uh, Do you ever hear about Haiti? Uh, Haiti uh, was created at the same time the United States was created, uh, except instead of guaranteeing equal rights for all, um, the, the black leaders of that revolt in Haiti, they killed all the whites, took their property, and and, and that make it a prosperous place? No. Uh, Haiti is the most miserable uh, country in the world. Uh, and more poverty, more violence, more corruption, more everything. So... Uh, why would you not want to teach the truth about Haiti? At the same time, there are many sympathetic whites uh, involved in black history, but yet none of their stories are ever told. John Brown, Abraham Lincoln, uh, uh, Ulysses Grant, uh, General Sherman, the, the Underground Railroad, those stories are not taught, the, the whites who did that. So you get an artificial propaganda uh, that all blacks are good, all whites are evil, and that is really tearing America apart. So either we have to bring true, the truth, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly into black history, or I guess we have to have a white history month because how else can all Americans learn about, uh, you know, the Carnegie, the people who invented the uh, mass production of steel, the people, the Rockefellers who made uh, uh, energy and, uh, and oil affordable, uh, Thomas Edison invented a light bulb. Henry Ford invents the mass-produced uh, um, uh, automobile. And, and by the way, who did more to promote women's rights? Was it the, the, the women's um, right to vote? Or was it the men who invented the washing machine, ready-made clothing, frozen foods, the electric iron, uh, wash and wear clothes, and canned food? Uh, what, what about, you know, what did they do? They allowed women to have the time and get an education and achieve equality in society. So uh, we're teaching a very distorted history 
And because we teach a distorted history, we're getting a very dysfunctional present. So uh, that's uh, one other thing to talk about. Uh, I, I, wanna, I want you to um, go on a national campaign to have a white history month. I want to see where that goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and by the way, we have a whole list of, of successful people. Just two more points before okay. I, okay. As, as I wrap up. Something that got zero attention uh, in the media is that we, they had the federal budget numbers came out. And uh, it said that the federal government took in for this year $4.9 trillion, uh, spent $6.5 trillion, which meant we spent $1.6 trillion more than we took in. And we now have a, a, a total deficit, uh, a total debt of $34 trillion. And, of course, those numbers mean nothing to anybody. But if you put it in terms of a household, it's like a family that earns $49,000 a year. They spend $65,000 a year. And they just added in one year, they added $16,000 to their credit card debt, and now they owe a total of $340,000 on their credit cards. Ooh. How many families could go on doing that year after year? Not many. And the answer is a family can't do it, and, uh, and neither can, uh, and can a country. The same rules apply. And I guess the final point before I go, of course, the Tucker Carlson uh, interview with Vladimir Putin. If you want to know how uh, communist leaders have been manipulating and using American journalists for a hundred years. And Tucker Carlson is just the, the most recent one. Just go to the homepage of our libertyandprosperity.com website where we have uh, the, the whole video. And, and if you don't want to watch a video, we have the transcript is written. It's only like two or three minutes of reading. Uh, I see how uh, a guy called Yuri Bezmenov, where his whole job, his whole career was to mislead American journalists like Tucker Carlson. And in fact, he bragged about how he uh, completely fooled Ted Kennedy when Ted Kennedy came to Russia uh, back in the 1980s. Anyway, uh, I'm late for the libertyandprosperity.com meeting if you're listening on Saturday, 9.30 at 10.30. And again, all this stuff is posted on the libertyandprosperity.com website. Seth, thank you, as always. Seth Grossman. Liberty and Prosperity, the website, libertyandprosperity.com. And the meeting is starting right now at uh, Sal's Coal Fire Pizza on uh, Groveland Avenue in Summers Point. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey.